and thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. We love the Bible. We love teaching the Bible. And we're excited to teach it. And we're excited to bring it to you because a lot of times when someone is excited about something, it gets you excited. Right. So our goal is to help you thrive and... To get you excited about scripture. I was going to say that, but then I thought I've said a lot of excitement. Yeah. Because <laughs> the reality is we know we're all busy. Yes. Life is busy. And sometimes you don't have time to dig in. and Or you don't know where to dig in yeah. or who to dig in with. Yeah. And how to even begin to study. Right. I have questions, but I don't even know who to ask or where to begin to, to get the answers. We're here to help answer your questions. Yep. To help get you excited about scripture so you want to keep digging in more. Yes. Yes, because I think, and that's that's what got me started. Erica, you and your Brian started, and it was like, oh, there's things I'm missing. I want right. to know more, and I didn't live by you at the time. Right. And you two didn't do podcasts or no recorded teachings. Right. So I had to start reading on my own. So right. we're making it easier for all of you to help you go, oh, want to know what I learned today? Want to see? Because you, there's right. so many connections Yes. Throughout scripture. And it's exciting when you see those connections yep. because God becomes more real and he goes, he's really involved in the details. Right. And if I can see the connections of God in scripture with the details, yep. then I can see it in my own life. Yeah. And when I don't feel him, when I don't yep. see him, I can look at his word and go, you know what? I've seen how he's been in the past mm-hmm. in, the, in his word, in my own personal life. So I know I can trust him with the future. Yes. So, so true. Yes. And right now the Bible is under attack. Yes. And our desire is to help it make sense. Okay. Because when the Bible makes sense, it becomes more real. Yes. And more believable. And it becomes a book you want to listen to and live by. Yes. That's true. And so our desire is to help you see the Bible as real and actually having something to say to your life today. Yes. It means something today. And it can help you in life today. So I'm just going to keep saying yes, yes Erica. <laughs> so thanks for joining us yes. as we help you guys. Yeah. This is season two, episode 12. Yep. We are looking at this parable, the parable of the 10 minas. minas. We have only one more parable left unless our listeners jump on the Facebook page. Let us know or text if you us. Have hey, any I want you. You know, if you've ever gone, I've got a parable I don't completely understand. Right. And we haven't covered it yet. Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, maybe there's something more in this parable that I don't know. Let us know because all we have left is Lazarus and the rich man. Right. Which will be at the end of March. And then after that, we have some thoughts for the spring and the we're summer. We're not going to get into that yet. But we will <laughs> share that with That's you. Still in pencil. In a bit. It's in yes. pencil, not pen. Yes. All right, but Erica's teaching today, so I'm going to start us off in Luke 19, yeah, verse 11. Sure. Am I reading the whole thing? Probably not. (laughs) Probably stop. We all know how Erica is. Yes. Okay. I am older, but she's bossier. (laughs) There's probably some validity. All right, verse 11. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minas. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. You, sorry. You I know. I keep pausing. <laughs> I, yeah. 
But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. Okay, let's stop right there. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. So, because yes. there's context that the listeners have that we don't have. There are, if you probably remember Herod the Great. Yes. Herod that was king when Jesus was born and had all the boy babies under the age of two killed. Correct. Around Bethlehem. We talk about him at Christmas time, Erica. Right, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Herod the Great had to go to Rome to be given his kingship. He was a oh. man of noble birth who went away on a distant journey and then came back and was crowned king. Okay. <clears throat> the same thing happened to his but son. But at the time of Jesus giving this parable, Herod is dead. Herod is dead, yes. Long but everybody dead. would know that history. Right, because it's only like 30 years ago. Right. Okay. Along with that, his son Archelaus also went to Rome to try to be crowned king, and the Jewish people sent a delegation saying, please don't. Oh. This man is horrible. We don't want him. And so Rome said, well, we give you a temporary trial. We'll put you as like a minor king over a smaller area. And oh. in fact, in Matthew, it says that's why Joseph and Mary didn't go back to Bethlehem because they didn't want to be under Archelaus. So they go to Nazareth okay. and return there. And eventually he lost his kingship because he was a bad king. And then okay. later on, another descendants of Herod in like 10, 15 years will do the same thing. Go to Rome, try to become king. People will intervene. So, so this is something the listeners go, been there, done yeah, that. Yeah, they know this, this scenario. This really happens. It really happens, yeah. Okay. A nobleman really does leave to try to be crowned king, and people really do go after him and say, we don't want this one And king. there probably might be a little bit of pride in we shot him down. Probably. <laughs> he didn't get his way. Yeah. We helped thwart his evil yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking over the world. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this was an, a scenario they knew okay. about and actually could go either way. Because Herod the Great was crowned king, but his son was given a minor trial okay. and then eventually lost his kingdom. So this nobleman is going away on a journey. He may not come back. Okay. And you don't know how long he's going to be until he comes back. So there's a lot of unknowns with this nobleman leaving. Okay. And so he calls his servants, and it says 10, but basically Jesus divides them into two groups. Okay. And he gives them all about $10,000. Each or total? Each. Oh. He gives them a nice chunk of money and okay. says, here you go, spend it wisely. You know, sow good seeds, honor people, bless them, make me popular, make right. me... You know, put money in that honor bank account. Don't bring shame to me. Put honor in it so that people want me to be king and are happy when I come home and am king. Oh, you're representing me right now. You're representing me. Okay. Indeed. But you don't know for sure he is coming home. Right. But in case I do. But in case I do. Okay. Be careful how you live while I'm gone. Okay. On top of that, does everybody want this man to be king? Not if they send a delegation. Right. There are we don't want him. enemies of this king. Well, even if he's not necessarily bad. Right. They just don't want him for okay. whatever reason. Okay. Not wanting him doesn't automatically make him a bad king. No, bad he person. could be a great king. These okay. could be wicked people okay. that go, well, if he's king, our wicked days are done. Right. Yeah. It, it, we don't know anything about the king. Okay. We just know he has enemies. Okay. And so you're a servant and your your owner, your master's gone and you're left. And what do you do? How do you respond to this? Because if you align yourself with the king 
and he doesn't return, what are your enemies then? You've become enemies. With the enemies? You become, I know, how, how do I say that? His enemies become your right. enemies. Then you take on his identity. You, right. And you now share his enemies. Okay. And if he doesn't come home, what happens to you? You could be in trouble. You could be in trouble. <laughs> you have no protection. Right. You know, because now they're right. focusing on you, where before they were focusing on him. Right. Okay. So it's not an easy, well, duh, just live for the king decision. It could cause difficulty okay. for you. And so you're waiting to find out, is he coming home? But how are the servants going to live while the, the master, this want-to-be king, is gone? And they don't even know. I mean, it's not even like, oh, I can tell he's approaching. Like right. he said at the next right. barley harvest, I'll right. be coming. Look for me. Right. There's nothing to say. You have no clue how long this journey is going to no take. There's no sign right. of his coming. Right. Unless he comes with an army. Right. Herod <laughs> came with an army, I think. Okay. So you're just stuck every right. day going, maybe today, maybe not. Right. And how am I going to live today while I'm waiting? Right. Okay. So now you can keep reading. Okay. I'm at verse 15. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, sir, your mina has earned 10 more. Am I saying that right? Uh, it's probably Mina, Mina but... okay. All right. I don't know if we'll it matters. Erica. Okay. Verse 17. Well done, my good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy and very in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. And the second came and said, Sir, your Mina has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your Mina. I have kept, Mina, I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit, so that when I came back I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, Take his mina away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas, minas. Sir, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for those who have, for the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. I'm wow. going to, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's some harsh words. I'm going to retract my statement. I think he gives each servant $1,000. Okay. Rereading my notes, I think I wrote it wrong. Okay. I think it's 10000 total he gives. Oh, okay. So 1000 to each servant. Okay. So We'll let you make a mistake, I Erica. think I made a mistake there. Sorry. Okay. So you have a king. He does come back. He has been crowned king. And what does he do? He immediately calls for his servants. Now, we know there's 10, but Jesus is just putting him into two groups. So basically, there's one group. Oh, yeah, you're right. One, first, second, and third. Right. And the first two <laughs> servants do what? With the they money. They gained. They gained. They used it wisely. They were faithful, used it wisely. And how does the king respond? You get more. Right. There's cities now. Right. They were faithful. He justly rewards them, but above and beyond what they deserve. 
he rewards Yeah, them. I mean, to go from here's money to here's right. cities. Right. They didn't deserve that, but they proved themselves faithful. So he's a generous king. Okay. What happens to the third servant, though? He got what he asked for. He got what he asked for. Because <laughs> he said, I know you're a hard man. And the, guy's li- and the king's like, yeah, you're right. Essentially, yeah. yeah I mean, you think I'm cruel and harsh? I will be cruel and right. harsh then. The difference between the two groups. So the se- the third servant doesn't join so with the enemies. when you say two groups, the f- you're putting servant one and servant two in one yes. group? Yeah. Okay, those who gain and yeah. Yeah. did good. Yeah. Okay. This second group would be, he stayed faithful. He didn't join with the enemies, but he right. hides. He doesn't do anything with the time, the money. Yeah, I mean, the king says, you didn't even put it in the bank to collect right. interest. And what's the difference? Why does he do that? The king or the servant? The servant. Because uh, he was scared. Because his view of his king. Oh. The first two servants apparently understood and knew their king enough to go, he's generous, he's kind, he's fa- you know, he'll right. reward us. But this guy's scared. He doesn't know his king. In his view, his king is harsh and cruel and waiting to punish okay. any wow. wrongdoing. So the difference between the two seems to come down to how they view the king. Right, right, which would make sense because my actions are go- my views are going to affect my actions. Right. So if I can trust and go, okay, even if I don't do a great job, at least right. I did something. Right. right. This guy was like, well, I'm scared to death and I'm not going to try. Right. I can't do anything. Right. I can't so do I'm anything. Not do I can't it. win. Yeah. Right. Right. Take the easy way out. So what does the king do? He kind of makes it sound like he just gives in and goes, here's what you did, so here's what you expected, so I'm going to fulfill your expectations. Right. The king disciplines the man. Right. He disciplines him, but he doesn't punish him. The servant is not thrown out. Oh. He stays a servant, but he loses his reward. Okay. But there's no comment of throw the servant out, he's done. You're right. He just takes it back. He, he takes just takes it back. it back. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He gets to stay a servant. Okay. So it's still not as harsh as it was right. two weeks ago with your wedding banquet. Well, but how do the enemies get treated? At the end of the parable... Those enemies of mine did not want to bring them here and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So in a way, there's almost three groups. Right. Then. Yes. You have you have your group who we did something. Right. You get rewarded above and beyond what you right. deserve. Right. You have the one, Erica, who I did nothing. Right. Well, I get it taken away. But I don't. But I'm, sti- but I'm he's still, still a here. servant. Yeah. I'm still here. And right. then you have the enemies who these. Right. This was the ones who went and said, don't make him king. Right. Yes. And so they get killed in front of the man. Right. So at the beginning of the parable, Jesus the context is Jesus is telling his disciples the kingdom of God isn't coming right away. Right, because that's what they were waiting for. Right. Who's the king in the parable then? The nobleman that's going on a long journey to get his kingdom. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, in one sense, you could say it's been a long journey. It's been 2,000 years since he left. Right. He hasn't come back and claimed his kingdom yet. Right. So how are his servants doing while he's gone some of us are doing good right (laughs) yeah i think jesus is acknowledging there's some of my servants that are working for me 
and they're going to get rewarded. But even in that, it's not a, well, you you had a bigger platform. You had a bigger influence. Right. You were a stay-at-home mom. You were just a woman who quietly served in the church versus you are someone who speaks to thousands. Right. You're a factory worker versus right. you own your own business. You're a CEO. Right. That has nothing to do with it. Are you faithful? With what you have. With what you have. Where God has placed you, are you serving the king today wherever he's Place Which you. is helpful because for most of us probably listening, I don't have a name. I don't have a platform. Right. I If you go outside of my town, nobody knows me. Right. <laughs> and even in my town, people right. don't know me. Right. And so you go, oh, how I can never be, I'll take Billy Graham or Gladys Allward or Mary right. Slessor. Let's go to big names. Right. Safe I names. Could <laughs> never, yeah. <laughs> Dead people. Right. <laughs> I could never be them they're going to be so much more rewarded than I am. They're so much better in heaven. Right. And there's an element where what you put out is based, how much you get rewarded. The first servant who... He did have more. He did have more, and so he got rewarded more. But both servants got rewarded. Right. And both were rewarded above and beyond their due. Right. It was not a, okay, equal... Right. Right. I think there will be believers in eternity that get greater reward than other believers. But I think, here's the thing, we don't even know exactly how God will reward. reward because right. you could look at the person who is faithful day in and day out, living for Jesus, faithful to his wife, his children, right. loves the Lord, goes to work consistently. Right. And when that man dies, we don't know the type of reward God will right. give him. We like to put numbers on and right. success based on money and right. fame. Right. We have no clue how God used him right. in his life. So right. it's easy to look at somebody and say, well, I'm not That's a Billy true. Graham. But you don't know, did Billy Graham really reach more people? Or is God looking at, you know, you are faithful right. day in and day out. In the out. small things. In the small things, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think... The third, the second group is the servants that they stay faithful and that they don't align with the enemy, but they don't do much. Well, that makes me think, Erica, back to your wedding banquet parable two weeks ago of your actions here and now right. are clothing you for the life to come. Right. They matter. So they're going to be there. They're going to have clothes on. Right. But there's nothing fancy about them. Right. You're there. You're there, and which is a blessing. Right. Right. But but you could have had more. Right. Had you have done more. Right. Right. Your actions matter to God. One author put it this way. The stakes are high. The living of life is serious business in the parables of Jesus. How you live matters. Yes. It matters to God. Are you obeying him? Are you obeying your king? He's away on a long journey. He has given you stuff. All of us have time, energy, resources, ideas, words, flesh and blood. Actions. Actions. You may not have two pennies to rub together, but you still have something you can give. You still have something you can contribute. Right. And so how you live and what you're doing with what your king has given you matters. No, it's not going to get you kicked out of heaven. Right. You are saved by the grace of God right. and the blood of Jesus. But do you want to be rewarded in eternity or right. do you want to go, well, I'm here. <laughs> like, and that's a big blessing. 
It is, but I think in the but that's where it's like it's not fame, it's not reputation, right. it's not money. It's right. whoever you are, wherever you are, yeah. be faithful with what God has given yes. you. Yes. And if that's changing diapers, yes. then change diapers to the glory of God. If that's if going into mowing a factory, lawns, mowing the lawn, cooking, cleaning, right. going getting to up work every, every day. day. Yes. Are you being faithful where God has placed you until your king returns? Right. I think that's what, I, at least for me, I, I know that's what we need to hear. I'm right. faithful in what I do. Right. It might not be a lot. Right. But day in, right. day out, in this moment. Right. I'm faithful. I'm faithful to my king. Right. I'm faithful today. Mm-hmm. And Lord willing, when I get up tomorrow, I'll be faithful <laughs> again. Well, if I do it today. Right. I'm more likely to do I'm it tomorrow. building a habit of being faithful. Right. But then you do have this third group. Yes. The enemies. And I think... Jesus is acknowledging there. I mean, this is, I think, the week before his death again. Okay. Well, yeah, because um, right after this is the triumphal entry. Yeah. So he's getting ready to do, go to the cross. So he's acknowledging there are people out there that want me dead. Right. And I think even today, there are people who do not want Jesus as king. Yes. They have no desire for yes. anyone to rule or reign over them, especially this man. Mm-hmm. And how are they rewarded in eternity? Pretty simple. Bring them here and kill them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there was no... It's not a good reward. You no. are punished. Right. And so I think that's just another reason to tell people, this king is returning. Yeah. He is coming back. And we don't know when. We don't know when. And you will be rewarded based on obedience. Right. How do you want to be treated? Do you right. want to hear well done, good and faithful servant? Yeah, because the first two heard that and the third one didn't. Right. So he wasn't, hey, you're going to be killed. Right. But you, there's no praise. There's no acknowledgement of... No, well done. Right. 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 But I think you can also say how you view God matters. Yes. Yes. Do you have Do you a see view? him as someone up in heaven waiting, the cosmic killjoy? Yes. Waiting to just punish you because you can never get it right. You're always screwing up. Right. He just is so disappointed in you. Right. He just... He's tired and it's just, I'm waiting for you to screw up again. Right. Or do you have the loving father who has been looking for you like the prodigal son? Yeah. The merciful king who forgives the loan that you could never repay. Yeah. Do you have that generous, loving father who was, the one who goes out looking for his lost sheep, the one who Mm -hmm. rejoices over you? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we need to hear more about that if we do have a God who loves us and is gracious. Right. You have a father in heaven who loves yeah. you, who is desperately, I would say, in love with you yeah, and desires to reward you and bless you. Mm-hmm. And I think obedience brings blessing here and now. Yes. Not always the wealth and the health right. that we want it to, but I think it obedience, peace. it brings peace, it brings joy, mm-hmm. it brings a better relationship mm-hmm. with people, way better but you not only get rewarded now, you get rewarded in the world to come. Right. Above and beyond. Yeah. A you... lot better than what you're getting here. Exactly. Because there are times here your obedience does bring hard things. Yeah. I think it still is a reward, but it can bring hard things right. with it. But you're going to get way more. Right. In the world to come. Exponential. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So live faithful. I know. So Persevere. our encouragement today, Erica is what (laughs) (laughs) I think you just said it persevere persevere I think the reminder of you don't have to have a name you don't have to have a reputation no 
a big positive famous reputation. You no. in what you're doing, you are doing for the king right now. And your king will reward you. Yes. He's yes. rewarding you so today. In that, if you are choosing today to love your spouse. Right. When they're unlovable. Yep. If you're choosing to show kindness again to that coworker. Yeah. Who is just looking to push your buttons. Yep. If you are choosing to walk away from an argument. That you think you could win and should yeah. win. Your king. Your king will be pleased. He sees it and he'll yeah. reward you. Yeah. So don't take it pridefully. <laughs> right, yeah, because pride but goes before fall. But sometimes it does help to remind, it helps to be reminded God sees. Right. And he knows, he knows I just bit my tongue and I really didn't want to. Right. He knows I'm trying to walk the high road right. when I really don't feel like it. I really want to slander. I really want to gossip. Right. He right. sees, when you feel like nobody else sees your father sees. And your I think king that's part sees. of what we're trying to do is we're trying here to help encourage people and go, you know what? Right. We're not in this alone. Right. You can do it. Right. We're here to help you thrive and go, you know what? I could in the little choices every day. Right. I am honoring my king. I'm bringing the rule and the reign. Right. In the kingdom of God. Right. With me wherever I go. And we need to be reminded of that. Right. Yep. Yep. So that's what. Right. That's what we're hoping we do. Yeah. When you listen to our podcasts. Yep. At least while we're talking about the parables. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So. And we wrestle with these parables and these questions ourselves. Yes. And these are things we struggle with as well. And so you we don't hear our conversations off. Right. We don't always mic. have an easy answer or a quick answer. Or the right answer. Or the right answer. Yes. We are not perfect. No. But. but thanks yeah. for joining us. This is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We hope you've been blessed, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye.